2: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. All right, so, as predicted by me last week, uh, Putin mobilizing 200,000 more troops. The right. media narrative, much like the COVID narrative, um, which was almost 100% false. The media, I'm telling you, the media narrative on Russia is fake. Putin is not losing in Ukraine. They're trying to get into a conflict with him. He has been holding back. He hasn't unleashed the bulk of his military. Um, but he is now, and there's a good reason for that. We just made the announcement and we've got the New York Times saying, hey, let's take back Crimea in the spring. That'd be cool. Well, let's go do that. That'd be fun. OK, that's a land war with Russia you're talking about. And Putin's hearing this and he's also hearing, well, but we're not going to be there at least till the spring because we've got to train the Ukrainians to go out in the field uh, with our military and attack Russia. Um, so that's going to take months. And Putin is doing exactly what I predicted he would do. I mean, it's not hard to get two steps ahead of these people in Washington. They're not that bright. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to unleash my kick-ass now, and we are going to war. And he has 200,000 more troops. He could easily call that up. Um, Meanwhile, you've got the Daily Beast making the argument the left wants to go to war with Russia. They desperately want to. And and look, I don't blame them. Their media has told them that that Russia interferes in our elections. We just learned, Lee, one of the biggest stories. I mean, this is crazy. We just learned from Twitter files. The whole Russian bot scourge that... There's supposedly Russian influence yeah. on everything from the Mueller investigation to the election um, to, you know, all, all of that. There have been thousands of stories in the media, mm-hmm. all fake,
1: yeah.
2: all fake. Um, none of that ever happened. There were no Russian bots. And the way that we learned it is the most shocking thing of all to me. I don't know how much you've read about this Twitter Files 15. To me, it is the most significant of all. And that's this. It is the internal communications inside of Twitter by Yoel Roth, a liberal yeah. who quit in protest over Elon Musk buying Twitter. Okay, so he is not on our side. And, but they still have his emails. And he was horrified. Because the Washington Post, the New York Times, all these people, constant barrage of stories about Russian bots, Russian influence on our election, all of this, right? There was Russian disinformation. The Russians were constantly undermining our so-called democracy that is really a republic. And so they start checking because part of the, st- the stories are, hey, they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're on Google, right? Right. Twitter can't find any Russian bots. Right. Yeah. They're not any. And, and so Yul Raw throughout the Twitter files is having a conversation with other people inside Twitter going, they're lying. Our intel agencies are lying. The Washington Post is lying. The New York Times is like, there's no bots. They wanted to shut them down, Lee. They were very much for the fight, right? They're not pro-Russian. They wanted to, they couldn't find them. And at times they're in kind of almost a panic because they're getting this pressure from the State Department, from the FBI, shut down the Russian bot. shut down the Russian bots. They're, they're like, we, we don't wanna, We don't have any. There aren't any, there's no Russian disinformation. Yeah. And what do we do? And they're strategizing on like, do we tell the public? that all our liberal friends in the media are lying, that the FBI is lying. They were afraid to do that. Understandably, you don't want to turn the FBI against you. Look what they did to Trump. So this latest uh, Twitter files shows, Lee, I think the profound way that the U.S. public has been absolutely lied to and manipulated by by our intelligence agencies. They made up not only Russia collusion and the Russia hoax, but all this entire idea of Russian influence on all of these things. And the way they did it uh, was fascinating. They founded something called Hamilton 68. Yeah. Okay, um, now what's terrifying about Hamilton 68 is who's on the board. Uh-huh. Former head of the CIA, former head of the NSA, and former top co- FBI counterintelligence agency, right? They put this dashboard together, which you could do is generate stories, and the media did, thousands, all of them fake. Um, and you could put in an issue, say, Mueller investigation. And you could look, and the dashboard would spit out for you statistics on Russian disinformation around that particular event. They were ready-made stories, right? Mm-hmm. And the way they were doing this was monitoring 644 accounts they said were Russian bots
1: Which on Twitter. Which they really weren't. Many of them weren't.
2: None of them were. 37 of them, were, of the 644, were Russia, Times of Russia. Right. But they weren't hidden. They were Times of Russia accounts. Yeah. They weren't manipulative secret bots they're like yeah we're a times i'm a times of russia reporter right there in Nabia. bio there's, there's often no referred to as rt what
1: no, often referred to as rt, RT right times, yeah.
2: and rt is very pro-russian understandably well, yeah, it's the times yeah. of russia right? right so in other words there's no attempt to confuse here these people were dishonest about who they are they're like yeah i'm a reporter at russia times here's what i wrote today so if you saw that on twitter you could be like oh wow oh that's times of russia You know what I mean? And that was 37 of the 644 accounts. All the rest were conservatives. Yeah. And so the former director of the CIA, former director of the NSA, uh, and the former top FBI counterterrorism individual running uh, this Hamilton uh, 68, they just lied. They just flat out made it up. They passed off conservative accounts as Russian. They weren't. And this way, the media... ...could go in and put any topic in they liked, any criticism of the Democrats, and it was all would come back Russian disinformation because the accounts they were monitoring were not Russian. They were American and they were conservative.
1: And they were hiding behind that Hamilton 68 as a source for identifying them.
2: Yes. So, and we would never know this if it weren't for Twitter files. So all of that coverage, and I'm talking thousands of news reports and articles, was all Mm -hmm. fake. And you have the Democrats today in the Daily Beast, right, demanding to go to war with Russia because they think Russia has attacked our democracy and is constantly undermining us and trying to do a coup. That's not Russia, y'all. It's not. It's the FBI, the NSA, and the CIA. They literally faked. I, I can't even wrap my mind around it. They faked Russian disinformation, Russian influence. I, I got to tell y'all, I hate to pray to you, Russians do not give a darn about our politics, and this proves it. Now, can you imagine being inside Russia, being Vladimir Putin, and being the leadership behind him? That is, Putin is a moderate compared to the people behind him. We do not want to depose Putin because it's going to get real if we do. Here's the thing. When you look at the constant lying of our intelligence officials, the constant scapegoating of Russia— the, the thousands of fake news articles gearing the left up for war, gearing the left up for war, gearing the left up for war with Russia, claiming we're under attack when we're not, claiming our election has been influenced by them in some way when we're not. When the only people influencing our election are the FBI through censorship, and you're Russia, that's one big act of war. You're Russia, and you rightly conclude the deep state is coming for you based on lies, and that they have weaponized and manipulated half the country into thinking Russia is a threat to this country electorally it's not didn't happen so you know what the most important and interesting thing is is Joel Roth and he's angry he's not a liberal he does not like or agree with the conservative accounts well, he censored all. many of them yeah and he is he called it you know bull blank starts with s um the whole this whole operation and they would be pointing out Washington Post articles, New York Times articles saying it was Russian disinformation, you know, information, Russian bots, and he, and he's writing internally to the other people at Twitter, no it's not it's a conservative accounts. They're lying. What do we do? And so they were trying to figure out, do we call again, do we call them out because it makes Twitter look bad? You know, because the, the question is, why would Twitter leave up 644 Russian bots that are being monitored by the Hamilton Project made Twitter look like sympathizers with the Russians? Right. But they weren't. They left them up. And Twitter said nothing. The executives said nothing. What did Jack Dorsey know? I don't know. So literally you have Twitter ultimately deciding, look, we're not going to challenge the lies of the FBI, the lies of the NSA, the lies of the CIA. Uh, We're just going to let them continue lying that there are Russian bots on Twitter and there's Russian bots throughout the other 14 platforms, Google, Instagram, Facebook, and they're influencing things. And they let them lie. But the problem is Lee, here this is manufactured an entire fake reality. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is very psychologically dangerous in the left. They are and I would be too. If I if that was real that Russia would had that much influence, I would be really freaked out by Russia. They want to go to war. They want to just they want to destroy Russia once and for all to stop the attacks on our democracy that never happened.
1: And there's some leaders in Washington that are Co-conspirators with this whole thing. Including I mean, you know, some Republicans. Uh, sadly, some Republicans, but mainly the Democrat Party and their entire uh, whole Russia narrative, um, uh, false Russian narrative against uh, the Trump administration.
2: I'm actually kind of shocked. I figured there'd at least be some Russian bots. Like, there'd be some Russian yeah. influence, right? I mean, the Russians are very good at influence campaigns. And there aren't. There's none. I mean, you even see one segment of the, the Twitter files where they're trying to find any Russian bot, any. And and the only accounts they can find to shut down are defunct Russian accounts nobody's using anymore. They were real Russians. But they shut them down to try to placate the FBI.
1: I just think it's it's stunningly amazing that a liberal inside the Twitter organization is the one that helps confirm what conservatives have been saying about this whole situation to begin with.
2: I know. But it's false. But he doesn't mean to because these are his old emails. In the end, he just let the left lie. He let the FBI lie. He let the CIA lie. So the question becomes this. What that is is a psyop. We used to run those in other countries, and we're very proud of our PSYOPs. They're some of the best in the world. CIA will try to influence elections um, in other countries. We've been doing this for decades, not a secret. Um, we often talk about it after we succeed at it, um, and, and we'll, we'll want a more pro-American government or pro-whatever government. We'll, we'll do a PSYOP. They've been running PSYOPs on our last three elections. This is their biggest one, and we've got it in writing from Twitter. They're not just doing this in other countries now. They're doing this one. In this one, so you're talking about the FBI, the NSA, and the CIA are now the biggest single players in our elections. Bigger than any other political party, as Tucker Carlson rightly said. Bigger than the Democrats, bigger than the Republicans, bigger than any other candidate. Between the censorship and the psyops. It's like it's not happening. I can't wait to see what they come up with for 2024. I know this could be something.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: It's not just your gas stove, as we demonstrated using the Wall Street Journal. No, no, no. They're coming for all of it. Your whole lifestyle. They want to control everything. Your refrigerator, your dishwasher, your washing machine, your dryer, your water heater, your heat pump. Over 150 regulations in the queue for the coming year to start hitting. Every one of them will drive up the price of those things and move Americans away from being able, in particular, um, to use uh, gas hookup appliances. And they've already done this with heating systems. We know that from longheatingandair.com, one of our customers. You know, they were telling you for the whole last quarter or last year he get it now because the Biden regs on new heating systems is going to raise the price by 25%. You don't get anything extra for that, by the way. It's just hidden taxes that are put on executively um, through regulation. They're not even, I mean, you could even argue whether they're taxes. But the idea is to raise the price of the most basic things that we need as Americans. And this is, you know, why are they doing this? Well, poor people are easier to subdue because they're desperate, but also um, because they feel like the American lifestyle is too big and it needs to shrink. And part of that push is the battle Against petro-masculinity. Do you have petro-masculinity? What is that? Well, this is the new. You got to watch this. They're coming for your pickup truck. Um, This is from Chuck DeVore's piece on Monday. And he, you know, links to what's going on on the left. They don't like your truck. They don't want you to have a truck. Americans only drive big trucks because Americans are vain. And big pickup trucks have become a status symbol. With more suburban owners citing their trucks' ruggedness and power. Um, but they say most of these trucks don't even have a trailer hitch. People don't need them, and so they should be done away with, like guns. In fact, they're modeling their battle against big trucks against guns. Like the one they're doing against guns. You don't you don't need an AR fifteen style rifle. You don't. You don't need that. We're gonna have to go ahead and ban that. That that's too it's overkill, it's too much. How does this work? Okay. It's actually kind of brilliant what they're doing. They have actually given this a name, Petro Masculinity, and that's the need to drive big and scary looking pickup trucks. Uh, There's uh, more links to leftist writings here. Unlike the right to bear arms, there's no constitutional amendment protecting our right to own vehicles other than a generally recognized right to move about freely. And with almost all the roads owned by the government, this could become a problem. With that, the ongoing campaign against big truck, or as we call them here in South Carolina, trucks. Normal trucks driven by normal people who go normal places and do normal things, unlike the woke left. The latest push against large pickup trucks takes two basic forms. They're large and scary and hurt people, and they're bad for the environment, especially with people not really needing them for anything practical. That's what they're doing. So it's the climate activism, but listen to what's where they're going. There's something called Vision Zero. And the argument is that crashes killed 16 children under the age of 18 in the first nine months of the year. It's 23% higher than the year before. Um, And of the thir- 16, 13 were killed by large vehicles like SUVs, Oversized pickup trucks and vans. So, I mean, if it saves a child, even a single child, we're going to have to get rid of it. Your big truck's got to go. And you know where they're going with this, right? You know what this is, folks? This has nothing to do with climate change. They don't care about climate change. I've, told, I've demonstrated that a hundred ways. This is a cultural fight, and they see the truck as a symbol of masculinity, and for whatever reason, they are absolutely obsessed their war on masculinity. I think the reason that they are is because white males are the group least likely to vote for them. And so they want to attack you. And they want to attack, stamp out, stomp out, and erase any signs of your culture. And to them, the truck is a sign of your culture. So they got this new thing called Vision Zero. And what Vision Zero is, envision no traffic deaths. And so because... 13 children last year were killed by large vehicles like SUVs, pickup trucks, and vans. Now, here's the thing, folks. If the person had been driving a Honda instead, like a sedan, would they have still hit the child? Would the child still die? Nobody knows. But, hey, it's a good talking line because the truck that hit the child was big. I don't know. Was the child playing in traffic? the child run out in the street? They don't care. So they're seeing big trucks, SUVs, and vans have to go. And they've actually got a, a a parent whose child, you know, tragically was killed. No other year under Vision Zero has been as deadly for our children as 2022. What they call, are you ready for this? Traffic violence is preventable. And how is that? Well, your truck's going to have to go, if it's big. We're just we're just coming for the big ones right now. You can have a little one if you want. We just, just, you can have a little one, but not a big one. Once they get to big ones, they'll come for the little ones. But they're not telling you that. So this is Vision Zero, dedicated to ending traffic violence. That's when white men drive big trucks. That's traffic violence. And Petro-masculinity. Transportation Alternative, a liberal publication from which a lot of this fight is being fought, writes SUVs and pickup trucks are up to three times more likely to kill or seriously injure people during a crash than smaller cars. And they're talking about wanting to start New York City. The New York City must shift to a weight-based tax to discourage people from driving cars that are too big and too dangerous for our streets. Okay, the thing left unsaid here, SUVs and pickup trucks are three times more likely to kill or seriously injure other people during a crash. How about the people in them? Do they fare better? Yes, they do. That's why the people want that and should be able to drive them if that's where they want to invest their money, protecting their family, the big truck. I know a guy whose wife and children were in a truck. It was large. It got hit by a drunk driver right here in South Carolina. That's why they're alive. Not clear off the road. Brand new truck. He was so grateful he had just bought it. He felt it saved their lives. The dad. What about his rights? Oh, that's masculinity. What, if you want your family to survive Iraq? Yeah, masculinity. Gotta go. So just watch this. This is all wrapped up in an attack on what they see as the ostentatious American lifestyle you should see the text line you should see the text line people gonna to have to pry their truck your truck from your dead cold hands why don't they, they may not have to because gas is supposed to go back up to four dollars a gallon by march you may not be able to afford that thing texture rates here electric cars and trucks are even more heavy and dangerous interesting point because they're talking about petro masculinity So that would exclude electric, wouldn't it? We've never seen anything like this, folks. This is bizarre. You know how Joe Biden likes to tell that fake Amtrak story? It's been debunked by Washington Post for Pinocchio's CNN. No, Biden did not log a million miles on Amtrak. Didn't get an award for it from his friend Angelo Negri, the conductor. Angelo had been retired for two decades at the time. Joe Biden claimed he was the manager who awarded this award. And he was dead, Angelo was, unfortunately, for a year before the incident happened. Joe made it up. now this is the first time he told the story, the second, the third, the fourth, or the fifth, you might think the man was a little odd. According to the UK Daily Mail, where we go to find out what's going on in America, Biden just told it for the eighth time I'm fascinated by this this is not even a partisan thing this is not that it's how I mean just does Jill not say hey Joe you can't tell that story anymore we all know it's a lie it's been debunked you get mocked when you do this or does she say that to him and his advisors say that and then he forgets that he can't tell that lie anymore I don't, I don't know, but we don't have the equivalent of this from any other politician, not on the right or not on the left. This man is ill. He's very, very ill. Here's him uh, just in prime. I'm not going to play the whole clip, but, but but telling the Amtrak lie again. Going home as the United States uh,
1: as Vice President, one of the conductors said to me, "Hey Joe, big deal, a million whatever, 200, You said you've you've traveled over a million miles on Amtrak. I said, How the hell do you know that? And they added it up after. But, but folks, look, I made a thousand trips through this tunnel. So
2: didn't happen. UK Daily Mail Joe repeated an untrue story for at least the eighth time on Monday, claiming an Amtrak conductor congratulated him for racking up more than a million miles on the train commuting between Wilmington, Delaware, and Washington DC. He used to like to tell the story because it supposedly demonstrated how, you know, he came from that coal mining background. All of his family were coal miners. They were very poor people. And so, you know, Amtrak Joe, being Lunch Bucket Joe, was a normal dude. And, and he just, he wasn't going to take the plane like these highfalutin Washington people. Well, first of all, he also lied about the coal mining background of his family. They weren't coal miners. They were a- attorneys and executives with the coal mining company. They didn't go down in the coal mines. Um, so the whole persona is fake. And he forgets that he can't fabricate it anymore or just doesn't care because he's sick. I I don't know which it is. The president has told this fabricated story since at least his 2020 presidential campaign. He did it this time, standing beside Maryland governor, uh, Wes Moore. Um, And uh, he was kicking off a new project to replace a train tunnel in Baltimore built in the 1870s. So uh, Biden says that the conductor gave him kudos for logging more miles on Amtrak than Air Force Two as vice president. Because, you know, he's, he's a regular guy. It's too highfalutin for him. I was going home as a United States senator, as vice president. One of the conductors said to me, hey, Joe, big deal, a million, whatever. He said, a you traveled over a million miles on Amtrak. I said, how the blank do you know that? They added it up there, Joe recalled. Joe who's been called Amtrak Joe, dude who is affinity for the train that he didn't actually ride, um told several story uh, so told the story several, several times. Here's the problem UK Daily Mail says Negri, the conductor, had been dead for more than a year at the time and had been retired for more than two decades before the earliest moment Biden could have had this conversation with him as vice president. It didn't happen. So I mean, it was bizarre the first time he told it. You could tell this is clearly a compulsive liar who ne- he needs help. He needs a psychologist. But what's fascinating about it, it's really a psychological study. What's fascinating about it is he can't stop. This is time number eight. It doesn't matter how many times the mainstream media fact checks him in 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 a in, a, in an attempt to get him to stop. He does it. he doesn't care. He tells the story again. Can you imagine what this guy must be like to live with, to have as a father? As a husband. Actually, we don't have to imagine because we have Ashley Biden's diary. She attributes her sex addiction to the inappropriate shower she took with her dad in a cry for help. That's why she left the diary behind. But we have to go to the UK Daily Mail to figure out what's going on in this country. So once again, today, we go there to find out that our president is not well. By the way, this is funny. I mean, it's actually funny. Um... Texture writes, no, 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 the tunnel being enlarged that he gave the speech about is for freight. He's taken zero trips through this tunnel. Another texture writes, Tara, we need to lock Joe Biden into a nursing home or a mental institution. Another texture writes, I think Jill loves the power more than Joe. He doesn't know what or where he is. Another texture writes, a million miles! Exclamation point, Angelo! Exclamation point, my word as a Biden. Uh, and on Rumble, comment, commenter NipNap, that's on my Rumble channel, Tara Servatius You can find it on rumble.com. He's a brain-dead potato that can't remember minutes ago. Only things he's aware of are his full diaper and empty ice cream cone. Could be. It could be. And all of this, of course, has to be kept from the American people. Because uh, this is an embarrassment. Can you imagine if Trump did something like this? It's unbelievable. It really is. Meanwhile, though, you have to give the Biden administration credit. For gigging Germany. Did you see what they just did with the Abrams tanks? This is actually a good thing. Um, They tricked Germany into volunteering their leopard tanks for the ground war that they're that we're all fighting against Russia now apparently. That'll end well. Um, we said, yeah, we're going to send our tanks, which pressured the Germans to send theirs. What we didn't add until yesterday was that we don't actually have the tanks we said we'd send, which is kind of scary in a weird way. Um, we don't actually have them in stock, so we're going to have to manufacture them. How long will that take before delivery? Yeah, a year. So the Germans got gigged into dropping um, their leopards off right away, and we're like, yeah, we'll ship with ours in a year. You go ahead, and go ahead and fight that little war with Russia. Now, if only the Patriot missiles weren't going, we wouldn't have to fear World War III. Folks, this is the guy who is selling World War III to the left. He, this guy, this bugged out, this wigged out, and this mentally ill, is who is in charge of whether we end up being in World War III with Russia or not. Like that should scare the heck out of every American. So it all comes together. The FBI knows it. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were selling classified data. It's all over the laptop. You pull this thread and you keep pulling. It's all gonna it's all gonna fall apart. Miranda Devine, one of the few actual reporters covering, actually covering the Biden family, honestly. Amazing if there's like five of them, what they could do, but there's only really one or two. Miranda Devine digs back into the Hunter Biden laptop. Now that we know about how Joe handles classified information, leaves it where Hunter can find it, and you can see it all come full circle. There are actually documents on the laptop from 2011 that show that Hunter offered to sell intelligence onto Russian oligarchs to a U.S. aluminum firm called Alcoa for $55,000. He actually sent them a proposal, and they were interested. Senior executive at Alcoa suggests the information would be valuable because it would not otherwise be on the government affair team's radar. He promised to provide a list of elites, um, a map of Oleg Deripaska's networks, because they wanted to sell to him and the Russians, based on frequency of interaction with selected elites and countries. In other words, classified data. Ultimately, they did not end up paying uh, the money. That's not the only example. Uh, This came out uh, overnight as well um, with the Biden team offering information um, that ultimately would get them in with a Burisma company. Information um, that read like a classified printout. So that, too, is on the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, Miranda Devine writes, likelihood that Hunter Biden used classified documents for profit is high. Biden sent an email in April 24, Hunter Biden did, to a business partner including highly detailed information on Ukraine. 22 detailed bullet points that reads like a classified printout. And that along with a letter from Biden and his um, now indicted business partner, Devin Archer, uh, telling executives at the company, the Burisma company, quote, if you pay us millions of dollars, this is the kind of information you're going to have access to because of our connections to the vice president. So what are they doing here with finding this classified information in his house? They're pulling a thread. And they know where it goes because they got the laptop. The FBI has the laptop. They know where it goes. Department of Justice has the laptop. They know where it goes. This is how you demolish him. I've told you. I've always told you they com- they controlled him this way, in this way, because they have this, and now they're using it. So they want him out of the race. And He doesn't seem to want to go. Hunter um, would ultimately be paid. A million dollars a year, about eighty three dollars a month, eighty three thousand dollars a month on on the board of Burisma after offering to um, sell them the kind of information you're going to have access to because of our connection to the vice president. This is going to get really big. And for the FBI to pretend they don't know any of it, when Miranda Devine, who also has the laptop, a copy of the laptop, does know it's not a good look.